This is Channel 253. In this episode of Gimme the Mic. You know, I just kind of realized I was like, I won't be able to see my friends or hug them for a really long time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just kind of started crying because I just, I realized how much I would miss them. Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. Hi, I am Stella Keating. I'm a trans rights activist and a national public speaker with the Gender Cool Project. I also inspired and helped establish the Mayor's Youth Commission right here in Tacoma. I have grown up in Tacoma for all my life and love it a whole lot. Through my work, I met amazing youth activists around the country and here in Tacoma, doing critical work and making an impact in their communities. The purpose of this podcast series is to highlight important work happening in Tacoma being led by youth. So give me the mic! Welcome back, everyone, to Give Me the Mic. Uh, today, I have a little bit of a surprise. I have my dear friend, uh, Missy Porter, except instead of me interviewing her, she's going to interview me, and there'll be a lot of fun, and I'm super excited that you all are here, and I'm super excited that you are here, Missy. How are you? Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Stella. I'm, um, I'm very well today and happy to be in your company. And for this opportunity to talk a bit about your life and um, some of your experiences and some of your goals um, moving forward. Um, I'm interested, Stella, if um, you and I met through through your mother, uh, Lisa Mm -hmm. Keating, and uh, what a treat that's been for me uh, to get to know you and your family. Um, Yeah. I, I'm inter- I don't think I've ever really had the opportunity, though, to just ask you directly. How would you describe yourself as an individual? Who are you, Stella? Mm-hmm. That's hard. I mean, that's a great question. I think for starters, I mean, I think one of my identifying, what I identify myself most with is being transgender, for sure. And also being um, a youth activist, too, is a huge thing for me. And um, I, I think I'm a very happy person. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I, I, I want to believe that I bring joy to others and that, um, that I can that I have the ability to make everyone a little bit happier every time that they see me. Uh, beautiful response. Uh, I, I, uh, I'd have to agree when I'm in your presence, I, uh, I feel, uh, energized and hopeful oh, thank um, you. and, and I feel like I belong, frankly. Um, thank you. You have a very inclusive mindset and way of being in the world and, uh, that thank I respect you. very much. You're welcome. I, I wonder, um, you mentioned being transgender and a youth activist tell mm-hmm. me more tell me more about let's we'll get to the transgender part in a few but tell me about some of your youth activism and leadership talents what are you doing to make our community a better place yeah so my youth activism really started when i was in the fourth grade going into fifth i believe i might be wrong on that 
But um, that's when it really started. So I, when I was around that age, I had testified in front of our school board before my mom was on it. Um, and um, I testified because my school was going, we were um, asking to become a K through eight school, which was a, what it was originally intended to do. Um, sadly, it didn't work out, but that's when I really started my um, activism just in general, besides being myself. Um, and so that's, that's when it all really kind of like started really. And so from there, there's been a lot. Um, I think for starters, I um, helped create the Mayor's Youth Commission by, well, our amazing mayor, um, Victoria Woodards, she was, well, she was on her campaign trail at the very end of it, I believe. I had asked her if she once elected mayor would start a youth commission or a youth council. And from there, it just evolved into something huge. And it's been a lot of fun and really amazing and a huge learning experience. And I feel really proud of myself because I was able to create this huge platform for these youth who live in Tacoma to be able to talk among each other and to share their opinions freely. It's fantastic. It's fantastic work. Um, and uh, cheers to our mayor for making that happen and seeing the value yes. in, in the youth voice. Uh, I mean, <laughs> um, thrilled about that decision on her part and for your nudge in getting that going. What are, what are some of the things the youth council discuss? What, what um, issues do you see um, as most important in your gatherings together? Um, kind of everything. So we kind of, uh, what happened at the very early stages is we all split up into four different groups and committees and we all have our own things that we're focusing on. So like we have one committee that is, um, doing, uh, is working on getting nurses in all the schools because currently most of the nurses that are in schools are only part-time mm-hmm. and aren't, um, always in the classroom and so that's one thing that a committee's working on another thing um that i think they oh another thing that we're also working on um do you know about gas station park i don't tell me about it yeah so gas station park is a really small park that's in the hilltop area and it's um really small and the it's really not a very great park for especially for kids and so it doesn't attract a lot of people in that area. Mm-hmm. And so what we're working on and what Metro Parks is also working on is rebuilding it. And we've been working a lot on, uh, we've been doing a lot of canvassing and to get people's input on what they want to see in this park because the city passed an ordinance a couple of years ago that there must be a park that's within 10 minutes of walking distance. Um, or like must you have to be able to walk 10 minutes to get to a new park. Um, in the right direction. And so that park is super vital for that reason. And so we work, we're working on that. Uh, one committee is working on that. And then another, um, and then my committee, we're actually working on outreach and recruiting more people and getting more people to join us. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of what we've been doing. Great work. Great work. Meaningful work. Meaningful work. Yeah. For sure. I'm interested, you as an individual, what do do you think your strengths are as a a young leader? What do you bring to the table? 
Um, I, I like to think that I can force people to listen to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that I can, um, I, I think that I can use my power um, to be able to bring my voice to every table that I possibly mm-hmm. can. Mm-hmm. And that that's like one of the, um, yeah, I just like to believe that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I really try. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I want to use my voice, especially um, like, as a, especially as a white person, I want to use my voice to be able to um, help uplift others instead of trying to speak for them. I just want to help uplift. And so that's that's one of my goals and what I hope I'm doing well and actually doing. So being an ally to those that yeah. are different, different from you. There, there is mm-hmm. privilege that comes with our whiteness, Stella. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no question. I read something recently about... Um, being an ally and, um, you know, not to make any assumptions in terms mm-hmm. of who we're, we're trying to help. And the, the right. quote was, do nothing for me without me. Do nothing right. for me without me. And I thought that was incredibly powerful. And um, as a leader, I see you being mindful of that. There's, there's no question that that mindset is in your heart. Thank um, you. You're welcome. Well, I sort of want to switch gears a little bit here. Um, I love hearing some of the things you're doing for our city, for our parks. Um, the I, the yeah. talk about nurses in every school building. Are you kidding for me? Sure. I just got, I felt like I for got sure. goosebumps all over. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's just good work. Um, I'm interested as an elementary school educator myself. That's my role. I'm an elementary school counselor. And specifically regarding you being transgender, what do you think needs to be done in public schools, specifically at the elementary level, to um, inspire equitable opportunities for all kids? Um, yeah. Of course, ensure their safety and 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 their the well being of all students, but. You know, there are some folks that, you know, aren't sure that those con- that conversations around queer, queer conversations should be happening at mm-hmm. the elementary level. And so yeah. I'd, I'd be, um, you know, we hear about gay straight alliances um, and queer alliances at both at the middle and high schools um, all the time. But at the elementary right. level, that seems to be a struggle for uh, some folks. And I'm wondering yeah. how you would speak to that. Yeah, well, I think that um, I think that gender sexuality alliances in middle and high schools are really, really important and super vital um, because it creates a community for people. And um, I think, but specifically talking about the elementary level, I think that there's a lack of education. And Mm -hmm. there are people who, like you said, don't believe that talking about queer should be allowed. Um, And I, I, I understand what they mean. I completely disagree, though. And I believe that if taught in the right way, it can really open up a, a, like, a huge gateway for children mm-hmm. and for young people who, um, you know, hopefully realize, oh, I'm not this person. I'm this person. And, mm-hmm. you know, because of this person, I'm able to be myself now. Yes. Right. And so I think that there's a lack of education and I believe that there's a way to do it correctly so that um, 
it doesn't, it might comfort the people who don't want that education to have to happen. Mm-hmm. How, um, in your experience, um, well, I guess, let, let me back up. You mentioned a lack of education at the, specifically at the elementary level. Um, and some maybe some some um, fear based behaviors, which I, I don't know if you would agree with that. That's certainly been my experience. Um, yeah. That folks that lean away are often just afraid. Um, yes, and yeah. and that seems to be the, the, what's at root. I'm interested um, if you had a magic wand and could, <laughs> could just wish for anything that you wanted. Um, to ensure equity and access for all students, specifically young people in the queer community, K-12, mm-hmm. what would you want to see happening to take specifically take care of those kids? I think, um, I think definitely I would want people to just accept their children for who mm-hmm. they are. Yes. I think that's really important. Um, and I think that also, um, creating that education as well yeah um for you know just in general and it can be a little bit more rigorous Mm -hmm. if this magic wand did hopefully exist yeah (laughs) and i i think um yeah that's what i'd want specifically for k through 12 um students in the lgbtq community yes i know um many libraries are starting to carry uh, picture books and stories yeah. about queer kids, queer families, uh, yeah. transgender youth. Um, and, and I know that many librarians in our city um, are um, advocating um, for books like this uh, in our libraries, mm-hmm. in all of our libraries, so that every child can see themselves in right. literature. The yeah. narratives of all our lives matter. And they're relevant and we should be able to put our hands on those stories in our Mm -hmm. libraries. So I know that's one thing that's happening um, in, in my community, uh, which I, uh, which I'm so grateful for. Um, I'm, I'm interested too. um, I've, I've known you maybe now just a few years um, and switching gears a little bit. I, I, I'm wondering along the way, what, who and what, uh, who and what happened that, uh, to you that were great gifts in your, um, transition, um, to Stella? I know that you had a great school counselor on the way that was very supportive of you. Yep. Um, and, and, and I'm wondering what were some winning experiences in the school setting when you were, when you were little? And as you, as you've moved through middle and are now in high school, looking Mm -hmm. back, you know, who's helped you along the way and uh, what, what did they do that mattered and made a difference? Yeah, I think, um, definitely my counselor. Uh, she really, she was really helpful in making sure that I had, was able to, um, use the restroom where I had every right to. Um, and my, my, um, my principal was also really great. The principal at the time um, was really great with that too, always before I even came out. And so I think they really, those are really helpful people. I mean, I can't think of an exact moment specifically with those people 
they just were the most supportive people and people that I knew I could go to. Um, and I actually had a counselor in high school or in middle school too, that was really amazing. And that she, she did a lot of work just for me. And that was really helpful for, um, being accepted at my middle school as well. Mm-hmm. And so, um, she was also really amazing, but I think my favorite, one of my kind of favorite memories was, um, when I first transitioned, there was a classroom that, um, the teacher had to suddenly leave. And so all these, uh, all these kids were like divided up among all these, um, fourth through fifth grade classrooms. And there was this one person who like, didn't know that I was out yet. And it kind of just spread around the school and people were okay with it because a lot of people knew who I was since I had gone to that elementary school for all of, um, kindergarten through fifth grade. Mm -hmm. And so, um, like they knew who I was and they were fine with it as far as I could tell. (laughs) And so my, but this one person, um, was like, wait, when did you change your name? When did you like change your pronouns? And this person was asking me at the wrong time. We were in line and we were supposed to be quiet. So I kept turning around to him and I just kept saying, Shh, we're not supposed to be talking right now. And mm-hmm. I just was like, you can accept it on your own terms. I don't need to explain it for you. Like that's mm-hmm. on you. Mm-hmm. And so that just was one of the really powerful moments for myself, seeking up for myself. Um, but like when I first came out, having my principal tell me to like, you can use whichever bathroom, whatever bathroom you need to and are most comfortable with. The first year of my transition, I was only really comfortable with still using the men's restroom. You know, all of my classmates were fine with it. They didn't say anything and there was no, you know, I mean, they might have just been like, why? But, you know, they didn't really say anything. And um, that was really helpful for me to be able to, you know, until the very last week of school that I started using the girls restroom. Um, And so, like, you know, that was just really nice for me to hear from my teachers too to be able to say use whatever um restroom you'd like my teacher on the first day of school asked me you're going by Stella now right and I said yeah and she was like great and I introduced my Stella or myself as Stella um when we were like first on the first day of school it was really great and just the teachers were always really supportive of me especially since most of them knew me since I was really little and always accepted me. And like, I remember seeing my kindergarten teacher, uh, the day that I found out that I was going to be, that I was going to be starting estrogen, you know, on the, um, it was like Thursday on that day. And then I got, I started estrogen on the next Monday. And like, she just cried with me out of excitement and happiness because she knew who I, she, she knows who I, and like has watched me grow up, you know, for most of my life and has been one of the most supportive people for me ever. And so, you know, the teachers have always been great. And it always pains me whenever I hear a friend of mine have a terrible experience at one of our schools, um, you know, because that shouldn't be the experience. You know, if I had that experience, everyone deserves it. And so, um, yeah. Why do you think your teachers were so supportive of you? Why, why has it been different from, for you than it has others? Can you account for that? Yeah. I can. Um, my counselor in, um, in when I was in uh, first through fifth grade, and still the counselor there, did a fantastic job of educating the teachers, mm-hmm. and educate and like finding curriculums for 
that she could use for herself to educate these teachers and to be like, we have these kinds of students and it's okay. And we need to foster a good relationship with them and a safe space for them because this is where they are for most of their day. You know, they create life changing moments here. That's where it happens in the schools. And so she did a really good job of making sure that all these teachers understood um, who these um, queer kids were. And we had a lot and have a lot of queer or there's a lot of young queer students now in this school because of her and because of the work that she did. And so it's just really amazing. So, yeah. So your, your school counselor, I, I believe that's Caroline Menzia, um, took, mm-hmm. drove, a, drove pole position and took a real oh, leadership yeah. role in advocating yeah. for you. And my guess is partnered beautifully with, with your parents I, yeah. I'm interested. I'm interested to know. Um, um, you know, you had such support. You know, unconditional mm-hmm. um, right. yeah. support from your from your parents. How mm-hmm. would you say your your parents um, influenced the school's um, uh, response to your uniqueness and and helped pave the way for your safety and success as a student? Well, I mean, I was really lucky. My parents were, are my biggest advocates right now. And, you know, have always, always have been. And my mom specifically always creates a relationship with all of my teachers. And, um, you know, in middle school, she like knew all the teachers and like was friends with most of them too. And so um, along with elementary school, you know, she knew the teachers. She also worked in the classrooms as well a lot as a volunteer teaching about um, being an ally. And so she, um, you know, she really also created a a great relationship with uh, Ms. Menzia. And and so she had a lot to do with that. And my dad, you know, he just stood by and he has always supported me um, and has never been the kind of dad that's like, you're going to like, play ball or whatever when you're like in elementary school or anything like he just was like okay cool you know whatever I still love you and so um I would say my mom I mean they're both my huge advocates for me but you know my mom did a lot of really amazing work um and worked really hard especially in my schools to be able to um foster that relationship with teachers and to make sure that I felt safe and happy Fantastic. I, I, that's a, that's a beautiful answer. Um, and, and you're fortunate in that your parents, um, had the time and made the time to, to really, um, be, be a presence, um, in your school life and ensure, um, your being. Um, what would you say to, um, other transgender youth, that maybe don't have the parent support that you have and what kind of guidance would you give them in the school setting to ensure that their needs are met, their rights are respected and, and um, ensure their success and opportunities. Um, What would you say to them? I would definitely, um, I think I had a lot of friends in middle school that were less, less accepted, not, 
they were less accepted in their homes. And, um, you know, there might've even been incidents at school. And I always wanted to be, the, I always was kind of the one that was just like, all right, we're going to go fix this. We're going to like, we're going to go down to like the administration office and be like, report all this. And they were like, no. And they kind of just stopped me. And I think that, and they usually had a support from the counselor and the counselor has always, the counselor was always made the counselors usually are and do an amazing job of just being support. And so then I, you know, I would tell those students specifically be like, you know, you don't have to report that, but you should at least have a support person. And that should be your counselor because they have a lot of influence in your school. Some of the largest influence too. And so, um, and they're easily accessible too. This is Nate Bowling, Alaska Air MVP and host of the Nerd Farmer podcast. There are three places I call home right now. The first is Tacoma, OBS. The second is Abu Dhabi, where I'm teaching for the next two years. And the third place I feel like home is on board an Alaska Airlines flight, sipping on Northwest beer and watching free movies. When you spend as much time on an airplane as I do, you come to appreciate the finer things that Alaska Airlines provides. It's because at Alaska, customer service comes first. I see it in all the little details that make the experience of flying better. Free messaging and free movies on select flights, and of course, that signature fruit and cheese plate. When I fly, I don't even look at the travel sites. I go straight to alaskaair.com and book. Thank you, Alaska Airlines, for your longtime support of Channel 253. You, you have clearly an incredible passion and depth and yeah. sense of social justice, and you're an ally mm-hmm. to, um, it sounds like, to, to many youth facing many different kinds of challenges in their growing up and development. Yeah. Uh, how do you, um, you know, as a transgender individual yourself, uh, if you see a, another transgender individual being um, hurt in or disrespected in some way. Um, do you have allies, um, uh, cisgender allies that step up? Because I, I know from my own experience as a lesbian woman, um, it, it gets hard to advocate for yourself and yeah. those like mm-hmm. you at times. And sometimes it's, you know, I look to my straight friends to help me sometimes in difficult circumstances. Um, I'll stand yeah. up for myself if need be, but, but how do you, how do you, how do you do that? I mean, do you have allies, cisgender allies that, that help support you at school if there's an issue? Yeah, I do. Um, definitely the friends that I made in my, um, G- the GSA at my school, um, they're still queer you know, like I, but they, they're still my allies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, I even have beyond just cisgender friends. I also have, you know, trans friends too, that stand up for me and are willing to do anything for me. Uh, there's, a um, one, uh, teacher, she's, uh, she's the, oh gosh, I always forget what her official title is, but, um, she always, she has large influence in like, um, she's almost like a counselor but not the same position. It's different. Um, but she has large influence and knows the system too. And whenever we have a problem, she just is like, okay, you have to go here and here and you'll be able to like talk to these people and you can get your problem solved. 
And so she's always been, um, you know, those are all, a lot, I think all of my friends would support me no matter what and just would, um, yeah, I, yeah. Wait, I wonder if it's the Dean of Students. Maybe it's the Dean of Students. Um, they have a, a, they have pretty, pretty big teeth in a building and often are problem solvers. Perhaps that's, that's the individual you're referring to. No, yeah, no, but she, she's, um, she's part of the hero. Um, oh. it's to help students. Yeah. Uh, she's the hero act, uh, the hero advisor. Okay. And so she, she, um, helps with, um, like getting students into college basically and hooking in the, hooking, hooking them up with the correct resources, especially for students who, um, might not have um, they might be the like uh, previous lunch students too, a lot of them, and so um, that's her role. And but she still just knows the system really well, and um, kind of knows who to talk to and how you can talk to them too. So okay, yeah. How about we um we've been snorkeling a bit, uh, or excuse me, diving quite a bit. Let's snorkel a little bit. I want to I want to bubble you up a little bit and ask, what do you look for? in friends what what's the draw for you yeah um and what makes an ally an ally is 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 often a friend but what do you look for uh definitely a capital a ally um (laughs) (laughs) um i think someone you know who is supportive especially the queer community i have one friend um we don't have the same political views um but you know she's queer herself and she supports me and like like she is one of my closest friends and so I think someone who is um just supportive of anyone and any community um you know that's what I really look for in friends okay and yeah I I wonder too um what do you do for for self-care I mean you described an elementary yeah. school experience um, that was really um, rich and varied and full of a lot of love and light and unconditional mm-hmm. positive regard and um, support um, from staff, from your, your parents, of course, your counselor, your, the administrator. Sounds like, um, you know, and, and I'm sure there were bumps along the way, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I'm wondering what you might say to kids who are struggling with their gender identity or are trans or are just on the queer continuum in general and are not having the greatest school experience. How, what would you say to them uh, in terms of how, how, how to take care of themselves um, in a challenging world at times? Yeah. I mean, that's really hard. I think that it's uh, Especially, so for, I think talking about specifically um, queer students who are questioning their gender identity who don't quite yet know, that is okay. Like, it's okay to not know. Like, I, I came out as female, and a, couple, a lot of days I'm like, am I really female? Or, you know, am I in between? But it's okay. You'll get there one day, and you'll just you find the right hole and you just sit in there perfectly and it's the right fit for you. And you could use all pronouns, no pronouns. You could use some random pronouns. You don't have to like, you'll find your perfect hole one day and you'll, you'll find your perfect little 
space that you can be. Um, I don't really know about self-care about that much uh, or as far as that goes, but I think surrounding yourself with friends is really important. And I think um, definitely like emotional self-care is really important. Get a therapist who supports you, who, you know, can, who has resources that, that you can um, go to, to be able to be happier, find your community. And um, yeah, I think, I think that's what I would say. Even uh, thanks still, even with COVID, I mean, you'd mentioned early oh, on yeah. that you're going to have a social distancing date with one of your friends tomorrow. Yeah. And, and, and I know you're stoked about that. What do you, and it's great to have a therapist too, you know, that's what I do for a living. So I, I love that you're over that. But I, I wonder too, just what do you do on the daily to take care of your, your body, your mind, your spirit, your, yeah. you know, what do you do to take care of yourself? Oh man. Uh, I think uh, I've been doing like these weekly virtual check-in calls with my friends. Great. And so um, that's been really nice for me. and. I had one on Tuesday, so they're every Tuesday, and they're a lot of fun, and it's really just nice to see a lot of people's faces and all my friends' faces, too. Um, I've been, I don't know, I've just been, I've just been chilling, honestly. <laughs> I've just, um, it hasn't been terribly hard. I think the reality of all of this and what we're in kind of set in for me, like, kind of like last night, really you know, I just kind of realized I was like, I won't be able to see my friends or hug them for a really long time, mm -hmm. you know, and I just kind of started crying because I just, I realized how much I would miss them and how much I do miss them now. And, you know, even the virtual calls sometimes aren't enough for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, 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 I'm not able to hug any of them. I'm seeing a lot of the friends that I wouldn't see on a regular basis, um, which is nice, but you know, I, I miss them a lot. And so I think, I think really making sure you keep touching your, keep touch with your friends because that's really important. And those are the people that are going to look out for you the most and make sure that you're in touch with the correct friends, because I, you can have a lot of friends that might not be the best influence on you. Mm -hmm. Oh, still absolutely true. No wiser words have been said. Um, <laughs> no wiser words have been said. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Any uh, a sense of belonging is, is one of the most basic human needs and being, right. being away and separated from your friends is, uh, a very tall order. Um, right. yeah. and is, especially for a young person, your age, um, uh, I think a lot of us are feeling the effects of being separated. Um, mm -hmm. and finding new ways, uh, to make contact with each other is, is essential, uh, for yeah. our health. Um, there's no question about that. Um, thank you for, for all of these beautiful responses. I guess, I guess yeah. where, where I sort of like to go now is what are, what are your dreams, you know, for your future, you know, as, yeah. as a transgender uh, young late young woman in into womanhood. I mean, what are your dreams for your your education and professional aspirations? I mean, I'm interested yeah. to know where you'd like your life to go. Well, I've been having a dream for a pretty long time to be a civil rights lawyer and work hopefully for the ACLU. Um, 
you know, I think that would be really amazing and powerful for myself um, to be able to fight for those people. And that's really where I want to go and into politics as well, where I have a lot of influence. Fantastic. Well, as, as a future politician and social justice <laughs> attorney, um, you know, I, I'd gladly hire you to take care of any concerns I, <laughs> I have. Oh, um, I'd be so glad to help. <laughs> Listen, what would you, what would you want to do for, for young children? What would you want to ensure was happening at the elementary level for little kids around queer issues? Um, do kids, do, do little kids know? Um, do they have, do they know that they may yes. be queer? Okay. Yes. Speak to that from, from your experience. To. Okay. Um, I would say like, I knew it when I was two years old, I didn't know, I didn't have the right words, but I knew that there was something, I hear a lot of people say that there was something wrong. There's never anything wrong with you. Something is just, is different and something did not click right when you were in your mama's womb. Like, <laughs> It just did not click correctly. And I, I, you know, nothing's wrong about you. Something just happened that shouldn't have. And so I think, you know, when you're from, I basically, I kind of knew at two years old, I was like, I knew that I did not, my gender and my body did not align, you know, and who I am as a person uh, or who I am as I used to identify as male, you know, like that was not right. And so um, I think that I think that elementary kids need to know that it, it you you're you know you may feel this way, and here are some tools to help you guide in the right help guide you in the right direction to be able to um, be who you are and to be happy. And so I think as a future politician, I really want to work for uh, work towards getting the right education and getting a curriculum and especially protections for transgender and queer youth um, in general I want to I really want to make sure that there's education the right education um, to be had and um, that's what I would really want to work on if I as a, a future politician beautiful beautiful you know I had a student once I read um, she's a transgender little girl and I read to her once the book Princess Boy. And, oh, she, yeah. said, and she said, you know what, Miss Porter, at the end of the story, um, she, she reminds me a lot of you, a younger version, just a just such a bright um, young child with, and who's very clear about who she is um, and, uh, and what she wants for her life. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me and she said, you know, Miss Porter, I think this book is great. But um, this kid likes to dress like a boy. I mm. uh, like a girl, excuse me, like a girl. Right. I am a girl. Mm, it's yeah. very different, very different. Yeah. And it was it totally so, so clear to her. Um, and I said, point taken. I mean, no disrespect. Right. I mean, no disrespect. And she said, it's very clear to me. I'm a girl. And yeah. I've always been a girl. And yeah. I, I, um, I, I loved that. I loved that interaction. And I learned so much from her in that moment. Um, great story. But man, I've mm. known it from, I've known it since mm. I was really little. What, what do you say, Stella, to um, educators 
at the elementary level and, and parents of, of uh, other parents who don't think um, trans and other queer stories matter um, or should be shared at the elementary level. That's really hard. I think Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think that kind of going back to that story that you told of saying, you know, that, that, that girl who said, you know, that person, that person dresses like a girl, but I am a girl. I think that something that's really important is that your stories may sound the same, but stories are never the same, Mm -hmm. especially for queer folks. And I think I, I, I was part of this group and it wasn't a queer specific group, but I was part of this. I had, I went to this camp once and it was, um, more of a racial justice camp. Um, and whenever we were asking questions, they wanted you to ask specifically from an I standpoint. Mm-hmm. And that was really difficult for me because I've grown up having a, or from a, so they wanted me to say in a we standpoint, I've grown up with an I standpoint because my, I know that my story is never the same. And I know that my question, you know, the reason, the only reason that they had like a we standpoint was because, you know, other people might have the same question or the same experience, but no, people really don't, you know, in the long run, everyone's, everyone looks different. Um, You know, it's like a fingertip, like ours don't look the same, you know, and there might be some similarities, but that, that if you look at the fingertip as a whole, it's not the same. And so I think that that's just really important. And I'm, I'm really glad that you shared that story. Um, but, it, you know, uh, talking to um, people who don't believe that, um, that don't believe that queer stories or um, queer education should not be in the elementary level. Um, I think I would say to them, that's okay. You can have your opinion, but you need to understand that this is who this person is and that's not going to change. You may think it's a phase, but it's really not right. They've been thinking this since they were two years old, maybe one or three, you know, since they were able to really think and to comprehend things in their head, they know that there's something different and you can have that opinion that you don't want that to be shared and that you don't want your child to be who they are. Okay we're still going to teach these things because mm-hmm. they're vitally important to other parents who disagree with you and want their child to be who they are. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and it's the law. <laughs> right. And this is the law. <laughs> right. This is a basic yeah. human right. Yes. This is exactly. the law. If, it, if you're not right. compelled morally and ethically, the law will compel you. Right. Stella, I want to thank you one more time. My favorite poem is by Rumi, and it goes like this. In between the darkness and the lightness, there is a meadow. Meet me there. And I will meet you in a meadow, Miss Stella, for the rest of your life, in between darkness and light. You're a gift, and this was my pleasure to uh, have this conversation with you today. I love you. Thank you. Love you too. All right, be well. Thanks, everybody. You too. Signing off.
Channel 253 is sponsored by Alaska Airlines. I'm Nate Bowling and I fly Alaska. To book your next trip, go to alaskaair.com. Give Me the Mic is part of the Channel 253 Podcast Network. Check out our other shows, Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, We Art Tacoma, Move to Tacoma, Taco Man, Flounder's B-Team, Crossing Division, Citizen Tacoma, and What Say You? This is Channel 253.